going on, guys? Welcome to episode 50 of the Fuel for Football podcast. We're here. We made it to 50. Um, it's not what I wanted it to be. But hey, this is what this episode is all about, actually. Um, but anyway, I'm your host, Sanchez Bailey, and we've reached 50 episodes, which is pretty cool. It's pretty nice to reach a landmark, so to speak. Um, and yeah, I appreciate everyone who's been tuning in and those that have been uh, uh, beneficiaries of the podcast, so to speak. Those that have been engaged and following and active. Some people don't say and let me know, but um, some also do let me know. So thank you for those that are, you know, taking what they need to do and empowering themselves. That's what this whole podcast for is for. And it's great to know that it's, it's worldwide. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking of an alternative episode or topic, should I say, um, from my plans. They're going to happen. It's just not going to be in my timing, which I hate because I am an impatient man. I like to do things and get things done. But a lesson in itself is when things are out of your control, that's when things are not within your control. And there's power in that sentence. And I hope that you would get that, so to speak. You know, so you can't expect things to go the way that you want when they are are out of your control, in a nutshell. Anyway, um, and I want to speak about this topic. I was thinking, okay, what will my alternative topic be with me speaking just on my own? Um, And I was just thinking, I don't know what inspired me, because usually I would share what inspired me. But I was thinking, I think players kind of need to know how to take an L. And there's an art to it. Because, you know, yes, football is a team sport, but there's different ways you can take an L, you know. And let's just talk about Newcastle, for instance. I haven't really been following them. They're bottom of the table. But you could think of previous teams that have been bottom of the table or, or any league. Excuse me, and they probably have standout performers in the in the team, you know. Um, I can't really check right now to see who's the, the bottom three clubs in the league. Let's see if I can record and still check um, as I'm doing it from a mobile, which is not the greatest practice to go to. <coughs> Excuse me, still, yes, still recording. Um, Premier League, let's check. So the team that is bottom of the table right now, the three teams, Norwich, Burnley and Newcastle. So I can't remember the, the guy's name. Um, Todd Cantwell, right? He was a standout performer when Norwich got relegated last season, right? Or the season before, shall I say. And, you know, what I'm trying to say is that there are like and areas of light, and there are positives that you can take, even in the midst of a team that is underperforming. And it's very difficult for you to really be positive and really be happy and satisfied and <clears throat> um, pleased with, I guess, your contribution sometimes, especially when you're having heavy defeats, especially if you're a goalkeeper, in a sense, when you're probably getting thrashed and con- conceding every single game. You know, that could be a lot for a goalkeeper to take, you know. But I'm hoping that this message can at least resonate with goalkeepers, but then also can resonate with maybe strikers who are probably unable to get goals because the team is not performing. Maybe people who are not getting the assists and the created opportunities that they would like because of the maybe a style of play. 
I really want to kind of bring it and contextualize the feats, you know. Um, one of the things that I feel like we really do need to get to grips with is accepting the terms of conditional football. I say it one more time. One of the things that we do need to get used to in football, or should I say, start this again for the third time. <laughs> um, one of the things we do need to get to grips with in football is to accept the terms and conditions of the game. Now, what would you say are some of the terms and conditions? I would definitely say one of the f- terms and conditions of the game are, is that mistakes are going to happen. Mistakes are inevitable in a game. You know, so let's get out of the way. That's a separate matter. But another condition and a term of condition in football is that throughout a season, and there's special uh, exceptions for this, but you're, you are most likely going to face defeats in whatever capacity. Nine times out of ten, even an undefeated team throughout a season may have had some cup disappointments. So that's a term and condition that we do need to accept in the game. And, you know... Because if we don't accept that we are going to take losses, sometimes you can let those defeats get to your heart. You know, and then on the other side, where complacency sets in, you can maybe get those successes get into your head. You know, where you kind of lose that focus and that, um, that, that discipline that got you to those wins and, and that consistency. And you may take the, the foot off the gas a little bit. So once you've got to accept that a term and condition in the game is that defeats are going to occur brings you can lessen the severity of the defeat not saying that it shouldn't matter because what i'm going to uh, portray in this episode is give you the different perspectives how you should treat defeats so that you come out at least empowered one but then you, you also come out with your confidence not being dented completely because football is a team game it's a team contribution so ultimately you know, what really matters at the end of the day is the team's result. So we have to kind of get to grips that, all right, cool. You know, defeats are going to happen. But to be honest, a defeat did not only happen because of you, you know. So that's where the rationality needs to take place. And you have to accept that the defeat was just not because of you only, right? There were 10 other, 10 to maybe 13 other players that could have had a positive in, uh, impact collectively that could have changed the, get the, uh, the, 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 the shape of the result. So once you kind of have an understanding that uh, a defeat is a team thing, and it sounds so uh, comprehensive, but at the same time, is it really interpreted that way? Is it really taken that way? And <clears throat> because it is a team contribution, the focus should be a team resolution. So this is where a team meeting is going to be very important. The team reflection and identifying what things that you could have done collectively as a team to make sure that you improve for the next following game. You know, that is the most important thing to really take into it. And yes, the disappointment of a defeat. Listen, I hate defeats. I don't like defeats. I don't even like draws personally. I feel like draws are almost a, kind of like the twin, twin sibling of, of a defeat, to be honest. So, yes, there is a disappointment because you want to be uh, competitive and want to win as much as you can. But it does need to be an acceptance of the terms and condition that you are playing a game where approximately 30 other people can, make, can be influential in the result of the match. 10, 10 to 13 being uh, your team, 10 to 13 being the other team, 
um, maybe even 14, you're talking about up to 30 players can be influential in this result. So you do need to kind of get to the idea that, all right, look, there's so many people that can be influential in this. Um, And then when you do have a defeat from a team perspective, as I said, it's so important to figure out how you can complement each other and maybe make up for some of the, the fallacies that were displayed in the match day that was previously um, displayed. So that's one of the things that I I want to put out there for you to kind of really get to grips with. The other perspective is is individually. Now, you know, unfortunately, let's just say a coach or there's not many people that will have 100% accuracy of feedback to what you delivered in a game. You know, coaches are watching, again, from 14 to, to 30 players in a game. So sometimes their, their feedback and their direct analysis and reflection on your performances can be skewed. We're talking about the recency effect, which is a psychological effect where you tend to remember them things that are more recent or the things that are most uh, uh, early. You tend to usually kind of forget what happened in the middle. Then also, you mag- we, we, as human beings, we magnify mistakes. So uh, mistakes can be magnified. The media does that too. So those are magnified in the game of football. So those will be things that people will remember. And then also you have the, the positives, obviously. The, the things that are the headlinable. Positive headlinable uh, performance traits. So you kind of have to get to grips with that as well. And... But... Most importantly, you are the one that performed. Maybe you might not remember every single thing, but especially if you're in this podcast space and you're listening, there is this element of self-awareness and there should be an element of honesty and and real um, realism in terms of how we kind of um, review ourselves and and see us, uh, you know, judge our performances we have the mindset planner, which some of you may have used as well, where you're able to kind of sit back and really look at your performances and see how you're getting on. Um, so, yeah, so the other perspective is individual. There were things that you set yourself out to display and, and to execute in a match, whether those are match day targets, whether these are things that you wanted to improve on, part of your season goal, etc. These are things that you set to do in a match day. And to some degree, if you had a heavy defeat, you may have achieved those things. So let's just kind of bring it to a reflection now. Unfortunately, maybe you might have had some team contributions or maybe some things that you were meant to do from a team perspective. Your reflection on your performances has to be split because maybe you did not reach that that team-based target. You know, a team-based target actually shouldn't be winning. And I'm, and I'm sorry to say, if any coach is saying that your, your target is to win, they're losing the kind of point there. Because how do you win? And the answer to that question should be the, ma- the, the team target. Hope that makes sense. So if you need to win, if you want to win, the criteria and the steps to winning should be the things that you're aiming to do because you do achieve them and you do them well and maybe you do them more consistently than your opponent, the chances are that you're going to win. So back to this, the, the team target now. If you're not displaying your team target, okay, that's one thing. There may be so many reasons why that might have been the case. Maybe your your team target is to create another, a number of opportunities. There's so many factors why you might not have been able to do that. 
But maybe an individual target might have been able to beat a man or something. Or maybe it might have been to get a few shots on target. You know, um, those two can exist where the team target might not have been achieved, but maybe an individual target may have been achieved. And you can almost assess yourself from an individual standpoint in terms of how well you executed that and then also how well you, you or the team actually contributed to the um, actual task. So that's something where I really want to kind of make very clear where when you are reflecting on your performances, the team perspective um, is something that, you know, uh, the team perspective is something that may not actually directly um, correlate with your individual contributions. And what I do hope is that when you kind of rationalise that and when you reflect on your performances, you, you look at it from two perspectives. <clears throat> you look at it from two lenses. You may even, if you're writing down things, you might want to have that split into two sections in terms of what you did for your team. Maybe writing down some things that can go into your training agendas, you know, um, from a team perspective, what you could do more for the team. And this is where maybe some coach involvement may come into it because the team goals and the team objectives do come a little bit more from the coach. This is back to the criteria for those that are also sub-maxers trying to get into the team, you know. But then the individual thing is coming more from you. So those should be the sources, a little bit more of your sources of your reflections and your uh, analysis on yourself. And sometimes when the coach is giving you feedback, sometimes it is from the team lenses and the tactical lens and may not be so based on the individual perspective, you know? So that's another way where when you do get your feedback and sometimes it could be one embarrassing, some another one kind of, uh, not offensive, but maybe damaging if I haven't said that word again, already, sorry, um, where you can actually rationalise and be like, okay, this is coming from the team perspective or maybe what he wants from me, which is also what you should want for you to a certain extent. But then also you should have your individual things that complement you and your skill set but uh, and the things that you set for your, your season broken down into agendas, which are things that you want to reflect on your own um, as, as, well as, as to whether you're developing and implementing those things as well. So I think that's really important for, you, for us as athletes to really, us, but you as athletes to consider. Um, and I feel this is a good time of the year because games are going to come thick and fast for some. Games are going to come really slow for others. And so sometimes you may have to live with a result for a little bit longer, maybe due to weather conditions. Or maybe you have to get over a result very quickly because you have another one. And what I would hate is for a string of results to negatively affect your confidence which then becomes a downward spiral for your individual contribution, which then also contributes to the, the, uh, the, to the team, you know. But can you maintain your self-worth, your com- com- uh, com- uh, courage, your co- confidence um, in the midst of defeat? You know, we've heard about so many people saying L's are for lessons, and yes, there's elements of truth to that, but how can you really take that as a lesson? What, what can you learn? And there's an active reflection that needs to be taken place. And in, in the context of a team sport, you want to divide your reflections and your analysis, split it into team contribution and individual output. And that's my message for this week. It seems like 
what my the timing's like without a guest anyway. It's almost like the half-time team talk. So that's how long the podcast is. It's almost like you come in for 15 minutes, 12 to 30 minutes, get that, that message for you to go back out and perform again. And so that's, that's coming like the style of the podcast now, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I want to wish every... Am I going to do another one before Christmas? Who knows? <laughs> um, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I hope everyone enjoys their time off. I look forward to seeing some of you in action. I'm actually going to be, God willing, in the UK very soon. So there's going to be some players that I would love to see in action. Um, some that I may have worked with, some that I just admire. I would love to see the game again because the timings over here is really horrible where um, a lot of games are starting at like midnight and I'm a baby. I'm going to bed. You know, so um, I'm looking forward to that and seeing match of the day. Oh my goodness, guys, match of the day is something that I miss as well. Can't watch it over here unless I get a VPN. So if you have any computer-based, laptop-based VPNs, let me know. And yes, um, next week's next week, the week from today will be the twentieth. I'll do a podcast. You, you, I'll be speaking to you guys next week. All right, take care, and see you next week.